Christmas Day Blues for the Sixers and Tyrese Maxey. You are locked on 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Do it today, people. Definitely do it today. Well, look, I'm Keith Pompey, the co-host of Locked On 76ers. I'm rushing to get out of here, y'all. I got a flight to Orlando. I'm rushing, I'm rushing, I'm rushing. I'm in Miami. But what I want to talk to y'all about is last night's game. Last night, the 76ers, last night being on Christmas, the Sixers lost 119 to 113 to the Miami Heat. I was about to call it the starless game, but there were some stars. Tyrese Maxey is a star. Tobias Harris is a star. Uh, Kyle Lowry is a star. Bam Adebayo is a star. Tyler Hero is a star. You know, I know I'm maybe giving out a lot of uh, too many stars to some of y'all, but but what I'm saying is there were some players in this game, some pretty good players in this game. But the two main attractions, the main attractions, Joel Embiid and Jimmy Butler did not play. Joel Embiid didn't play because of a sprained right ankle. Jimmy Butler didn't play because of a calf strain. Um, and let's let's face it, Tyrese Maxey struggled. He struggled mightily on this night. This was, in my opinion, Tyrese Maxey's worst performance of his career. And, you know, I'm pretty sure when he was not, when he first came into the league, his rookie year as a undrafted, not undrafted, late first round pick, um, there were times where, you know, he might have struggled a little bit. But I think that when we think about the biggest stage, this was on Christmas. This was a game without Joel Embiid. This was a game where they really needed Tyrese Maxey to produce. He finished with 12 points on four for 20 shooting. He was one for eight on threes, right? Now, I do give him the fact that the good thing is he didn't have any turnovers. But even when we talk about those 12 points, that was misleading because five of those points came in the final 43 seconds. So he struggled. He struggled mightily. And, you know, when you look at it, you talk to him, you talk to the Sixers and everything, um, especially Maxi. You know, it, it was one of those things where they were blitzing them. They were doing different defensive schemes to him. But he was just missing shots. I mean, missing. And also, I feel like there was times where you would want Maxi to be more aggressive. And what I mean by aggressive is, like, taking it to the cup, you know, drawing contact, um, you know, just getting to the line, where there were times where he settled for threes, right? step back threes when he had the lane. There were, there was other times where, 
you know, especially in the third quarter. There was a play in the third quarter where I felt like, you know, Tyrese Maxey gave the ball to uh, Patrick Beverly and wanted him to work when his team really needed him at that particular time to to look more for his own shot. So when you look at it, this was a bad game. Now, again, you can look at it and you can say, hey, look, Joel Embiid wasn't there, you know. But when Joel Embiid has missed four games this season, the 76ers are 0-4 in those four games. Maxi missed – I mean, Maxi played in three of those games, right? In two of those games, he struggled mightily. He struggled to find his shot against the Minnesota Timberwolves. He struggled last night. And and then the game against um, the New Orleans Pelicans, he kind of turned it on late because he started attacking, right? So that's something that he has to figure out. That's something that the Sixers have to figure out because – you know, right now, we're looking at Tyrese Maxey as an all-star. And in order for him to be that, solidify that, he has to be able to step up on nights that Joel's not playing. Because what it looks like is he's a good player, but it looks like when Joel isn't there, the attention that uh, that Joel gets it goes to Tyrese, the game planning, the scheming, all that other stuff. And it just seems like he's a completely different player when Joel is not on the floor. So that's something that he has to take advantage. I mean, something that he has to get over, something that he has to improve, something that he has to uh, play better. And, and, you know, I get it. Guys want to get physical. They want to, they want to prevent him from getting to certain spots. You know, they want him to, to go left more more often than not. Um, but this is, you know, part of his maturation as, as a player to do it. And, and look, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to him. He didn't shy away from it. It wasn't one of those things where Maxie was like, uh, making excuses. This is what he said after the game. He said, uh, they did the normal stuff that I see when I'm out there without Joe. The blitzing, the hard showing. Um, but for the most part, I got some really good looks and some shots that I made. Um, I don't know, four or five times out of ten. So I guess it was just one of those days, right? And then you know, uh, he he also had he he also said that when you know asked about this game, like how bad a moment was, he says, "Yeah, I gotta flush it." You know, it sucks. It really does because a lot of the looks are shots that I shoot every game. There were a couple of times when I got a dude off balance. I got so much separation that I was open. It just didn't go in. I then missed three three throws. I hadn't missed back-to-back three throws like that in the game in a long time. So it happens. It does happen. But also, you know, I will say this. Heat's coach Eric Spolster gave Maxi like a lot of respect. Um, you know, you knew that he was going to come after him hard, and this was a bad game. But this is what he said about Tyrese before the game. Uh, this is the next talent that you are seeing in this league, and they're figuring out how to impact women. Winning, excuse me. <laughs> He's an explosive scorer. Obviously, 
um, has that electrifying speed, but he's reading the game probably in a different way. You know, that happens with experience. So, you know, Tyrese, you know, this was a bad game. This is part of his growth. And we'll just see how, you know, he, he moves on with it. Now, hopefully for him, hopefully for the Sixers, that Joel is able to return on Wednesday against Orlando. Um, but if he doesn't, this is another test for Maxi to go out there and show what he can do without the guy because, you know, he had, like I said, he had one game where he turned it on in the second half, but then he had two other games where he struggled mightily without Joel. And that's something that he has to uh, correct, something he has to get better with. Now, Tobias Harris. You know, Tobias Harris had another pretty good game. Tobias had 27 points. He made four seven threes. It was one of those things where, you know, he, uh, you know, we all know that his struggles were well documented. But this is the second back-to-back game that he had. That I mean, his second straight game that he had where he played well. Um, on Friday, he had a season-high 33 points. He had 27. So he's averaging 30 points over the last two games. Then you take, for instance, you see Kelly Oubre. You know, Kelly Oubre had, what, 25 points. He made six of nine threes. I mean, he got it going early. I mean, he was aggressive. He blocked the shot. It's funny, he started off the game getting his layup blocked, but then he came back back down on the next possession and dunked the ball. Then he blocks a Tyler Hero shot. Then he comes down and reigns a three. It was kind of like he set the tempo. He set the tempo. So those are two guys who really stood out. Those are two guys who I really would like to break down their performance um, after we come back from this live read, right? What I want to talk to you all about is eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us out of this week's eBay guarantee fix. Hmm, let me see. I'm going to give y'all Dante Exum. Dante Exum from Australia, a guy who struggled early in the league, mightily in the league, was made go down as one of the, you know, I ain't going to say worst draft picks, but he struggled, right? But since he's been with the Dallas Mavericks, he's really fulfilled his role. He has been playing extremely well. And Jason Kidd said that when healthy, the Mavs are still planning on starting Exum. His shooting will regress at times, but that role as him in the starting lineup is enticing. He does a lot of things. He can get buckets now. He's been getting buckets. So I'm telling you, I would, even though the coach said he's going to regress, shooting's going to regress a little bit, I'm still going with him because I know he's going to get those shots. And I'm telling you, it's going to help you out with your fantasy league. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm telling you, trust me. Josh Lord from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team 
is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle, right? With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof wraps, bumpers, whatever your baby need, eBay Motors have it. And with the eBay Guarantee Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, look at these prices. You're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Motors guarantees fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items apply. Exclusions apply. So, you know, when we talk about the forwards, right, you look at it where Kelly Oubre, we know he's an explosive guy. We know that Tobias Harris has to continue to be aggressive for the 76ers to win, right? And those two guys were the best two players on the team. I mean, Mobamba came in and did stuff, but Mobamba came out, started out struggling, looked like he didn't want to be there, all types of stuff. It was just a bad showing for him early on. But then his second stint, you know, the backup center came out there and was on fire. He made his first six shots, shot six for seven in the second quarter. You know, he was balling. But when we talk about consistency throughout the whole game, you have to give it to Tobias and you have to give it to Kelly. I mean, you have to. I mean, they were just balling. And Tobias, you know, in the first quarter, he started off strong. He made three of his first short four shots. He goes out in the second quarter. He comes back. I felt like he rushed a little bit, right? He shot two for six in the second quarter. But then in the second half, he went back to being, you know, attacking mode, consistent, getting clutch shots, doing what he had to do. And like I said, he had 27 points. He made four or seven threes. And then Kelly, I mean, I'm I'm telling you, like, Kelly is a weird thing to me because I like what Nick Batum provides, right? Um, I like that if, when Nick Mattoon is in the starting lineup, it enables other guys to, like, just score, get buckets, do what you got to do. I love his defense, right? But Kelly is making a case. Like, whenever you put him in the starting lineup, he produces. I mean, he does. And this was just another another one. Now, the last game, not this game, but I'm talking about Friday's game against Toronto defensively. And it was a bad showing. But I'm here to tell y'all, like, Kelly, what he did yesterday was good. I mean, what he did. And and the thing that I really like the most about him is, you ever notice, like, someone who loves the game? Like, you know, he gets to, he he scores. He's doing his celebrations. He's looking over. He's, like, winding up his arm. He's doing crazy things. You know, it's like he's. You know, it, you may look at it like, yo, is this guy literally just talking to himself? Like, what is he doing? Like, I, I, you know, what is he doing? He's having a great time. That's what he's doing. You know, the thing is, you know, he, he, he shot nine for 16. We already talked about the six for nine threes. He had seven rebounds. He had three assists. He had one steal, and he had a block. He was a plus 10, right? He was a plus 10. So he played well. Then we go through Tobias Harris stats, right? So, you know, Tobias had 27 points. He had a a team high 
uh, six assists. Um, he had seven rebounds. He, you know, I told you, he shot, I told you he shot four for seven from three. He was 10 for eight overall. Now, the one thing is he did have two turnovers, right? But he had six assists, two turnovers. And then we talk about Mo Bamba, right? Mo Bamba had 18 points on seven for eight shooting. He was three for three on threes. He had six rebounds, two assists, two steals. So, you know, Mo Bamba is showing you if you give him some minutes, he can produce. Now, on the other side, Paul Reed, he had a game, he had a performance that he would like to forget. And he had four points on two for uh, three shooting. He got the start, but he got in early foul trouble. He picked up two early fouls. He had to go to the bench. Then in the second uh, uh, quarter, he picked up two more quick fouls and had to leave. And he didn't really play coming to the game into like a, a stretch late in, 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 in the game. And uh, he was a little disappointed at his performance, but it just seemed like he was a little bit anxious um, on a defensive end, which led to him getting into foul trouble. And, and that's where he struggled uh, the most because it was like he could never really get in the rhythm because he couldn't stay out of foul trouble. He just kept hitting people, getting fouls, doing all types of things. And, you know, this is a performance that, you know, for him, you know, he'll, he'll look to improve. He'll have to improve it. Um, but I'm not going to say he regressed, but it reminded me of early Paul Reed, like last year, Paul Reed, like when he would just come in and would just collect fouls and, in order for the Sixers to have some success, he's going to have to um, play better. I mean, and but I will say this from the beginning, from the time we walked into the locker room in pregame, you know, normally you see Paul, he has a focused look on, on his face, but he kind of looked a little un, unapproachable. You know what I mean? Like he, he had that look like, he was too focused on not messing up as opposed to relaxing. You know, you ever see it? Like people have that look like they're this way instead of relaxing. And, and when he struggled and when he was anxious early on, it kind of took me back to the pregame when I went into the locker room and I saw him and I saw how he was. He just wasn't relaxed. Like he just wasn't his, his normal self. Now, again, you know, I talked to him about it after the game, and, and he said, no, nah, that's how I normally am. Yeah, he's typically locked in, but on this particular day, I don't know. It, it, it looked like I think he maybe was like, I'm, is, I'm not saying too locked in, but he, he his demeanor, it was kind of like it was different. It, it was just, I don't know. It, it, it just wasn't, he just didn't look relaxed. That's a better way to describe it. He wasn't relaxed, and he struggled uh, because of that, right? But when we get back, we got to talk more. I'm going to give you a little bit more about Mo Bamba. I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit more about what this game is. This is going to be his homecoming when they go to Orlando. Mo Bamba started his career there. Believe it or not, you know, he, he still has a great relationship with a lot of the players there. So we'll talk about that more when we get back. Uh, from this live read. I want to talk to y'all about game time. Now, the thing about game time, I like game time because 
There are times where, you know, you want to get a last minute ticket. Times you want to go to a show. Times you want to do a lot of things um, at the arena or at the theater. But, you know, it's but you say to yourself, man, they're going to kill me. They're going to, like, kill me. Like, this ticket is going to cost too much. The ticket is in a couple hours. I'm not going to do it. It's just I'm just wasting my money. But what Game Time specializes in last-minute tickets, flash deals, and zone deals. They're easy to find and, and to buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. And then the good part is you get views from all the seats in the venues. How many times you go and you say, hey, I want to get this seat. They say it's great. And you go there and you're like, man, I hate this seat. Also, Game Time has lowest prices guaranteed. Lowest prices guaranteed. Event cancellation protection, job loss protection, etc. So Game Time has the deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last minute seats. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your purchase, right? Terms apply. Again, I'm repeating this. Create an account and redeem the code. Locked on NBA. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-B-A for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed. So, you know, Bo Bamba went to Westtown High, you know, in the Philly area. Um, Westtown School, rather, because, you know, it was Westtown School. Um, and was, you know, a McDonald's All-American. He did everything. There was a lot of hype when he came out of the draft, um, out of Texas. And he goes to Orlando. And you look at it, and you see how he was paired in there with a lot of young guys. And, you know, they struggled at times. They did this. Mobamba had some good games. He had some bad games, right? So what happens is they trade him to the Lakers. That doesn't really work out. Um. The Lakers didn't pick up his option this year. So then next thing you know, he gets waived and he comes to the Sixers. So you look at it and you say, all right, well, you know, one of these guys, he had to, to be the odd man out. And you look at what the Magic are doing. At 17 and 11, they're balling. This is the NBA surprise team, right? They got young talent out there. And you would think that Mo Bamba would be one of these guys coming back and saying, you know what, I'm going to prove to you guys that you really messed up. I hate the people there. I'm, I'm going to embarrass a couple people. So he was asked about it. He says, oh, I don't want to talk about them. And then joking says, no, these are some of my friends. Like I still keep in contact with them. Believe it or not, y'all, he's still in group Texas with these guys, like, like the guys on the team, they have like chain groups, text groups where they text one another. And Mo Bamba is still in there. When the 76ers land and uh, Orlando, they'll probably get there, you know, this afternoon, they got a two o'clock flight out of Miami. So they'll get there this afternoon and they have practice. But Mo Bamba said one of the first things that he's going to do is go over Jalen Suggs mom house. 
to see how they're doing. You know, so it's one of these things where, you know, he's a guy, he's he's happy for his teammates, but to him it's bigger than basketball. These are like going to be some of his best friends for life, right? And when you think about it, you know, Mo Bamba is a guy who's from New York. He goes to school in the Philadelphia area in Westtown. He's a one and done at the University of Texas. So this kind of makes sense because when you look at in college, you go to college, you go in a lot of times, these are the best friends, you know, your friends for life because you've been together for X amount of years. Now for him, he was only a one and done. So those friends are his friends for life are the guys he played with in Orlando. So this is going to be his first game back there. I'm interested to see what type of reaction he's going to get. But, um, you know, I think it's going to be a good one. I do. I really do. And it's weird. You know, you, you for him, I always wanted to see it work out for him here just because I felt like he was the missing link that they, they needed. But he was inconsistent. You know, he was inconsistent in L.A. He didn't really um, – produced there uh i will say this when he gets limited action in philly he struggles but on times where he get his minutes extend he always seems to do better it's like once he hits that six minute threshold then all of a sudden his game starts to play better but initially before he goes there he looks i don't know he just looks out of whack and he talked about that yesterday he said that you know, it's one of those things and, you know, you, you, you know, you're not, you got to warm up. You got to do this. You got to do that. And also in his defense, he, he was sick for the last couple of days. So, you know, you, it was hard when you're not practicing, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. But then, you know, he, he just took over and, and did some of the things he normally does. So, but look, y'all got this flight to catch. I'm looking at it right now, and the guy, the Uber uh, guy is going to be downstairs in 15 minutes. So I got to get out of here. I got to pack up this case, you know, put this laptop away, <laughs> do a lot of other things. But um, I want to thank you all for listening. Mitch will be back tomorrow. I'm sorry he, he's not here today. I know he drops a lot of knowledge. I miss him. Mitch, we need you back, bro. We need you back. But I want to thank you all for listening let you know that this podcast is free and available wherever you get your podcast at and on YouTube. When you go to our YouTube channel, make sure you click on the Liberty Bell. You become a new subscriber. And also, you get notifications when the next uh, podcast comes out, right? Mitch will be back tomorrow. And I want to thank you all for listening and have a blessed day. Peace.